Welcome to OPFO Radio. I am your host, Mr. Alejandro Rojas, and I have with me um, Mr. Doug Explorer Smythe. Smythe. Oh, I like that. Explorer. No one. Do you like it? Yeah. I I used to do this thing where I would, with my guest host, which it started off with Jason uh, McClellan, who worked for Open Minds, and then I used to do this with Martin, where I would insert a nickname in the middle and i would do a new one every week and i stopped doing that a ways back some people have asked why i don't do that anymore it's kind of twofold i kind of kind of run out of words it felt a little gimmicky and you know what i feel like i i just don't know if i could come up with the, the words as quickly as i could before well, you know, I mean, this is a chance to exercise that muscle, man, man. I mean, like, let me the be your blank canvas for uh, nicknames. Because I grew up uh, without a nickname. Okay. To, yeah. Really? And, uh, and mm-hmm. does that, like, it seems like you're sad about that. It's somehow you. Everyone else uh, had a nickname. I didn't have a nickname. So it was yeah. like, you know, I mean, then you watch oh. shows where everyone has a nickname and, you uh-huh. know. I'm sorry, dude. No, it's okay. Now we're going to make up for that. All this lost time okay. with you from here Good. on in. Every time I'm, I sit in and sub on the show, um, yeah. you can, you know, work that muscle. All right. So Stacy has joined from Phoenix Move On. She says, hey, guys, again. Yes, I'll still I'm be here work. for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're teasing her. But uh, let me get another opinion, another technical issue before we get to the news. <laughs> See my face here? It's, uh, I can do these different colors. That's kind of white light. That's a little too orange. Oh. This is like right in the middle. It's a little too um, reddish, orangish, greenish for me, but I guess it'll hey, have to shiny. do. You're looking shiny with that. I am shiny, oh, and so <laughs> this is the difficulty. Here's a tip. Shiny the is good. Is it the light? <laughs> no, it's that uh, you just got to always wipe your face down. Shiny's good, and you see this on television, especially women will be shiny. It's because they've moisturized, and you should moisturize your face a lot, especially if you live in Arizona. Right now, actually, I'm in Southern California, Open Mind headquarters. And in fact, I was in the back yesterday when we did our show. Now I'm in my living room so I could get the Christmas tree in the background. Ah, um, there is too. Where's mine? Oh, no, Where's someone mine? did comment on yours. Yeah, they liked it. So, yeah, yeah I, I wanted to get the Christmas tree thing in here uh plus i had some internet issues so it's easier to get in here um there's no nicknames to breaking news somebody's freaking out about breaking news we'll get to the i know news. i saw that like it's but so breaking but it's, it's, it hasn't happened yet <laughs> yeah i know well it's just we cover the latest news every week and sometimes people will say that well what's the breaking news or is this really breaking news and i would argue yes because I cover the news that you're uh, UFO news and I, I, uh, um, you know, watch it on a regular basis. 
So you're going to get the latest and greatest news. Yeah. And, you know, in, in, in contrast to like the transatlantic telegraph system, which still took about 17 hours to get news yeah. from across the, I mean, so, I mean, like this is breaking when you compare it to, you know, yeah. wagons West. Oh, the pro tip though. The, <laughs> the second part of the pro tip was just to, when you go on air and I didn't do this before, wipe your face down. If you're a person like me with uh oily face and that's the late breaking news that oily face <laughs> yeah. issue okay, bye, yeah. video can be resolved from that, you know, I, that was just, I just figured that out so that's why it's breaking as, news as a male grooming uh expert um right shininess not only comes from moisturizing it also comes from over exfoliation too so a lot of times oh. you'll see people with like shiny foreheads and whatnot they're over exfoliating um mm. they, they love to sell guys exfoliating products now it's like every, in everything and people are overdoing it so Project. Yeah, and you know what? I, as someone who's troubled with acne uh, his whole life, uh, the exfoliation, um, and I've read this, and I, I agree, dermatologists said that. Yeah, it just inflames it. So yeah. really, more you'll want to use like a retinol or something naturally let your face um, kind of uh, expel yeah. what it needs to. And, uh, and coupled if you're with shaving. A, yeah. If you're shaving, you're already exfoliating. There's nothing more exfoliating than dragging a, a razor blade across your face. So yeah. people will typically do that and then exfoliate on top of that. And it's like, oh, God, you're just overdoing it. So, yeah, I'll throw it out of equilibrium real fast. Uh, but okay. late breaking news. <laughs> but uh, Doug Smythe, uh, for those of you who don't know, he owns Phoenix Shaving. So these topics are actually in his wheelhouse. So definitely plug him to thank him for being here. If you're not aware of on most Thursdays, uh, Doug and I do a what is Doug reading because he reads like these esoteric kind of occult type of uh, topics. And so we discuss those, uh, which is a lot of fun. And uh, and so sometimes he joins me for the UFO show, too, because he has an interest in that. So that's why we're talking about that. But um, otherwise. Uh, OK, Dirk is asking, why are all the Buddhists fat? The real guy was ultra thin. You know, it's a good question. Uh we got to get to UFO news, but I want to answer this question because uh, I'm uh, a nerd like that. But uh, the actually original Buddha was then it was the Buddha who brought uh, Buddhism to Japan, who was chunky. And he is often the represent the character that's represented. That is the big yeah. laughing. Not, happy the, not the Indian, not Siddhartha. Not the, yeah. So anyway, yeah, there you go with that. But news. Um, before we get into more uh, kind of the UFO news, which have you been able to even look at much in the way of UFO news? Me? Yeah. I, I mean, uh, aside from which Israel, is okay. and Israel and monoliths is, is, the, is what I got right now. I mean, I've okay. really been busy. So you have been. You've been super busy. That's why that's I'm here. To, I'm, I'm here for the breaking news. Yeah. Bring it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So let's then first start with the monolith. Um, you know, the, the other topics you mentioned, I think people probably might be more excited to talk about, not me, but I do have some late breaking kind of more information that I do think is interesting. <laughs> this is where the thumbs down are coming from, man. You gotta give oh, people yeah. what they want. You're too pumped no, up. You know what, you're, you're right. And I do want to speak to that. I did get some thumbs down um, last week. Unfortunately, for those of you who did the thumbs down, hoping that it would have an impact on me it didn't really. It did. I kind of <laughs> like it. <laughs> no, but Clearly. what did have an impact is uh, somebody said, hey, 
you were kind of just talking trash about a lot of people last week, and that's what you mostly did in the show. Good point. And I agree with that point. And um, while I feel it was it was needed, uh, and part of the reason I do that is to warn you all um, not to fall into these tropes or problems that others do. And for Doug, just so you know, like what I was really frustrated with was, you know, this new UAP news came that we'll talk about in just a little bit. Uh, UFO Twitter had turned it into something it was not. And then they get mad with the authors when it's not what they, this fake fantasy stuff that they turned it into. So it's really just really goofy and weird. Oh, when, weird. if they would have waited and been patient and listened to me and tempered their expectations <laughs> like me, they would have been excited about this news. So right. that, that's what uh, I was attempting to say. And the way that's I did funny. it now was probably a lot more uh, productive of a way to put it than just like trashing all those dudes. Um, but I still kind of, at least I got it off my chest and it was maybe Feels a little good, cathartic right? for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, honestly, Google rewards for thumbs down too and thumbs up because it says that your content's really? interesting. Oh yeah. And it, controversial stuff Great. does really well. because of the, So yeah. So yeah. keep that in mind. Pro tip again so for all you guys. You. Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> But, okay, so let's get into the breaking news because that was regarding breaking news. But So I'm going to try to be more active. I'm going to try not to trash but more uh, positive about, you know, what are the solutions or what can we do to move forward or maybe what is a better approach to approach things. So I'll work on even though I think some of you in here liked the way I, I was talking and some of you even um, egged me on a bit. But thank you. <laughs> Welcome to Eric and Mary and Dirk and Larry and Hector and all of you guys. Uh, I do want to answer this question too. Hector hey said, did you have Rich Hoffman on last Wednesday? Great question. Actually, I'm a member of the Scientific Coalition for UAP Research. In fact, I helped found it. Um, I, I uh, on these lectures for CSU, I actually host them. And essentially, because we couldn't have our conference, we have had people talk about their talks online. So uh, we did. And uh, Richard Hoffman was the one that we did last week. He talked about AIDS in investigating UFOs, like the type of equipment and software that you could use to do this sort of thing. It was a great talk. People loved it. You'll find that on the SCU YouTube page. So check that out. Just uh, look up SCU. I think it's also Explore SCU might be the way that they, they have it on YouTube. So that's where you'll find that. It was a lot of fun and you were right. Um, let's see. And Kevin Childress, we'll get into this, is arguing with me about Israel. Uh, <laughs> and I had celebrity is saying stay ornery, um, which is really funny. Okay, I had this argument. Oh no. This is off topic. I'm going to do it. Let's do it. <laughs> it's funny. This is about being ornery. And uh, I'm sorry. I hope I don't lose some of you, but I think you'll like this. We're going to talk about um, uh, uh, the Black Vault, John Greenwald, who I was in this big fight with for a long time, but we're cool now. <laughs> but we had this conversation, and you'll like this. This is a nerd conversation about Star Wars and Jedis. So I asked him. Because you guys could probably all realize I identify, I, I'm a total nerd, total dork, but I identify as a Jedi. I'm, a, I'm pretty much overall a goody two-shoes, try to help people, 
definitely know this kind of goody two shoes Jedi kind of uh, raw. Not me. I'm a smuggler. Really? I'm a creator, Millennium Falcon in the backyard. Oh yeah. You're like a Han Solo. So you're yeah. not a Jedi or a Sith. I'm his irrepressible younger brother. I think. Mm. Yeah. Even when I played the the role playing game back in the day, that's I was always a smuggler. That's what you like. That makes sense. I could see that. Yeah. Fits me, right? So I asked Greenwald, "What are you?" And and I think most people would say he would identify as a Sith because he is really ornery. And he, uh, in fact, he got in a little bit of a Twitter fight with Tim McMillan, the guy who wrote that UAP article that we're going to get into in a second. And I was like, you know, I don't think he appreciated your 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 humor. I love uh, the, both the guys are great to me. Um, and I talked, so I was asking him, so who are, I think you're actually the Henri Jedi. I didn't say that. I actually asked what, how he identifies. And he said more, he said <laughs> identifies as Jedi. So I called him the Henri Jedi. And then <laughs> what I did was I posted a summary of the situation with this photo that is very controversial. This is a breaking news really that was released by the debrief. Uh, kind of a summary of what was going on. I wouldn't have been able to get that summary if it wasn't for this battle between um, John and Tim that was going on. Both were very helpful in getting me that information. But when I posted it, everybody's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And he's like, well, when I tried to post that information, everybody got mad at me. That's the problem with the Henri Sith or the Henri Jedi. People don't trust the Henri Jedi. They're hesitant of the Henri Jedi, but in the background, the Henri Jedi is actually the badass who's out there, you know, discovering the news and stuff like that. But it's right. the good Jedi who get all the credit. So, like, when I posted it in a nice, kind Jedi manner, you know, they're like, oh, this is Jedi news. This is stuff we can take. And Henri Jedi is just kind of like, hey, I posted the same thing. That's, that's, that's just one of the problems with being the Henri Jedi. First penguin in honorary Jedi, probably the same thing. First penguin jumps in the water first. Sea lion gets him. Then all the other penguins make it across. So, mm. Great point where all the Jedi are like, hey, let's hold back for a second. There's probably yeah. a, a sea lion in the water. And honorary Jedi is like, screw you guys. I'm getting yeah. in the water. They yeah. get I'll eaten. All I'll the other it. Jedi. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. What, I won't? Honorary. No, it's honorary. Mace Windu. There were some honorary Jedis out there. Oh, no doubt. We need them in this world. So Kevin Childress is going off on the Israel news, even though we're not there yet, but we'll get there. Um, <laughs> all right. So some of the news, let's talk monolith first. First of all, this, uh, this monolith appears in the desert in Salt Lake city. People go check it out. It's made out of sheet metal. You guys have probably seen it six feet tall. If any of you have not seen it, let me know in the chat and I'll look it up and I'll show you. Um, then the, uh, the thing gets taken down and I don't know if you saw this. Did you see about how it got taken down? Yes. Yeah. I hate those self-righteous types that, you know, we need a little bit of magic in this world and little, you know, these little unexplainable things. It keeps things interesting. Then you have these self-righteous, oh, pack it in, pack it out. It's like, oh, trash, call it trash. It's like, it's not trash. It's art. It's an artistic statement. It's expression. And it's not hurting anybody. You know I mean? It's a really fun thing. And like, you got these, I just can't stand people like that. They just didn't get it. Sorry. That's just where I'm at with that. I hope I don't get thumbs down for that. <laughs> Well, we'll see. Um, but that's okay. You said that's good. That's controversy. So, mm. and uh, it's funny. Ad Astra is saying, "Do we have to go over the Astra 
Israeli BS. We will for a second. And I want to honor Kavit Childress, who is very pro this. And, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't know what the Israeli news is. So we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, so these guys took it down and they're like, oh, you know, it's causing all these people to drive here and it's hurting the environment. It's not supposed to be here. I don't know. I can see that, but I don't think the right move is to go take it down yourselves because yeah, that, uh, like yeah. It, who's, who are you to decide this? Exactly. Um, and they should have, you know, honestly, no one should have ever announced it. Once they discovered it, they should have been like, okay, that's mm. cool. Like, I mean, like, that's what caused all of this. So I can't yeah. really blame those guys. I can blame the guys who discovered it. And, like, you know, I mean, I guess if we're going to blame anybody. But, yeah, I just hate that crap. I'm sorry. Go on. No, you know, you're right. I think I agree with you. And I think others will agree with you, too. And if you're not aware, essentially, some guy said he went out there to go check it out. He saw these guys. Um, taking it down and throwing it in their truck uh, as they left. And he got a couple pictures of it. And the, the guys were saying, you know, essentially what we're saying. They're like, this isn't being here. It's hurting the environment, blah, blah, blah. And then they took it away. Um, since then, a couple of monoliths have popped up in other parts of the world. I think they had one in Canada. Um, I can't remember all of the places, but there are some others California. that popped up also. Yeah, California. I think but it's cool. I What's that? I think it's really cool. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, I'd rather have people copycatting monoliths than serial killers. You know, it seems to be a very human yeah. thing to do, copycatting, but I think it's kind of poetic and an extension mm -hmm. of what the, what the monolith was really all about, which is, you know, I mean, you know, and honestly, when I first heard the news about these guys taking it down, I could just think of that David Bowie song in my back of my head, like, look at those cavemen go. And <laughs> which is ironic because it's based off the 2001. Space Odyssey monolith. I, I mean, one can only assume. So there's the irony there is the cavemen or, you know, the monkeys and the cavemen. But I think it's cool. Yeah, keep keep the monolith alive, people. And then you had it again in California. These born-again Christians came and took it down. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Yes. Yeah, so monoliths, and they, what they did was they took it down and put up a cross instead. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> That, and you know what, Mike Pingleton, I love this. He said, it wasn't hurting anybody. It's not a fracking tower, which I think is a good point. Fracking does hurt people. Monolith. Or a city yeah. that these guys came there from. To, yeah, and kill Banksy, yourself if you don't want to hurt the environment. Banksy is a guerrilla artist in Europe who uh, paints these amazing murals, which are... Uh, Technically graffiti. I think sometimes he gets permission, but he's anonymous. People don't know who he is. And his artwork can sell for a ton of money. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's really, uh, you know, super popular. I see this as one of those kind of things, kind of a guerrilla art installation. And it inspires others sake. to do the same. Art for art's sake. And I think yeah. that's that's important. And we need, we need more of that in the world instead of all this other crap that's going on. Um, so yeah, it made me really happy, and and then and you know it restored my faith in mankind, and then these ignorant jackasses come along and do what people always. Everything is always great until humans enter the picture. It seems. I know. Yeah, humans are really a problem with our planet. I think um, everything they just don't get along. Like you, like thirty or more, you can you can run the tribe. As soon as it exceeds that, this it breaks off into fraction. You know, just different factions, and it's. You know, they can't they can't work together. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. 
Like, Banksy is a she. I didn't know that. Do they know who Banksy is? And we have a, I know a very European uh, uh, watchers in here. I, I'm sure we've got people from England, um, from elsewhere. Uh, let us know if you're you're from Europe. Uh, Ad Astra is saying no, he, <laughs> no, isn't. he isn't. <laughs> so it looks like there's some debate, uh, which is I interesting. That. That's what I understand. From what I understand, there's some ideas of who Banksy might be, but nobody knows for sure. But uh, if you know more, let me know. Aunt G says, good good day from Australia. Uh, good day. Welcome. Aunt be a popular name in in Europe and I guess in maybe Australia too. Um, so yeah, now people are debating right now whether Banksy's a um, Interesting. Jason is saying it's a collective. That could be because they're all over the place. Um, yeah. So who knows? But anyway, there's the monolith. But all of this kind of goes into the problem with humans, goes into this Israeli story. So the Jerusalem Post posted this article um, that supposedly this science security expert, um, who really was a science security expert, now he's like in his 80s. Um, yeah. He is saying that aliens are a real thing, that Trump knows that we've had conversation with aliens, that essentially there's a galactic federation, but we're not ready to join it, and that Trump hasn't told the world because the world's not ready for it, but apparently he's told people yeah. like the security science specialist. I don't know how he allegedly came across this information or why he would have it, and I think it begs to... Uh, which will actually spill into our next uh, um, topic. If he has this information, it would mean probably much others have that information. And why wouldn't they know? But there's already a ton, a ton of problems with this. Um, I know Kevin Childress is in here and he's, he heard me talking junk about this yesterday and saying there's zero credibility to it, which there isn't. There is none, no credibility. And I would say, you know, I feel the same way about every single alleged um, whistleblower who's come forward without any um, evidence or corroborating information. So, for example, um, Lazar, Corso, all of these people I feel are highly suspect. Corso had an interesting, you know, Colonel Corso had a really interesting background. And uh, people have been talking about Colonel Corso lately because Jack Valet brought him up on the Joe Rogan show. Um, I think my expressing my oh, opinions about the Joe Rogan show got me in trouble last week. But Day After Roswell? Is that the author of Day After Roswell? Exactly. Author of Day After Roswell. But supposedly, and this is what Jacques said on Joe Rogan's show, the Day After Roswell was created uh, off of his personal notes which were printed in Italy. Well, the gentleman who helped print those notes in Italy worked for Open Minds. And he actually, we worked to get permission at Open Minds to release the English version of those notes, and we did. And so we've had them up on Open Minds for maybe a decade or so now. So you can go look at those notes at Open Minds TV in the resources. Um, maybe I'll show that to you guys real quick. Uh, so you could go look at them yourselves, and I'll tell you what, um, looking at his personal notes, Jacques made it sound as though that will somehow bring credibility to the situation. It does not at all. These notes are kooky. I don't understand how they got the book information out of these notes, um, to be honest. So uh, 
I just, it's another one that just does not seem to fit the, uh, good book, what we though. know is reality. That's a good book. Day after Roswell. Uh, but even Strom, interesting. Strom Thurmond wrote the intro, I believe, or the, uh, was it Strom Thurmond? Senator Strom So if you Strom go here, Corso's Dawn of a New Age. I'm not sure, actually. But if you go there, John of a New Age. He tracked it, though, when he figured out what, he was, what it was, what the book was about. But, yeah. Oh, I think you're right. I think I remember that. But here it is. Here's where you can get that manuscript. And as far as I know, it's the only place you can get it. Um, there was essentially Bill Burns wrote the book um, with Colonel Corso. Um, right. People right. accused Bill Burns of taking a lot of uh, leeway and kind of filling in gaps and creating a story that wasn't there. But if you read his notes, there's really no comprehensive story there. So if he did that, he did it for the narrative nature of the book, but that would have created a lot of false aspects in the book. I don't know whether or not that's happened, to be honest. I have no idea. Um, I I think Bill Burns would have not wanted to do that. And I, I Bill Burns, though, didn't let these notes get out that we released that you're looking at right now because he believed that he had the rights to those notes. Um, we got permission from Phil Corso's son because he had passed away by the time we were seeking to post these. And Bill Burns had said, that's fine. You guys can do whatever. But I just want to say, you know, I think that I had the rights to these. So I don't know. We didn't get into any big battle. They were fine with them posting them because we have a great relationship with the Burns. Um, so we posted those here. But they're weird, man. They're really weird. I can imagine. Yeah. I do remember reading that book. That book was, I wish it was true. It was, it was awesome. It was a really good book. But um, here's the other issue uh, that I brought the other day. And, and I'll talk about, you know, why would this guy say these things? I don't know, but I Money. can tell you this. He's releasing a book. Isn't he releasing a book? He is releasing a book. So that could be it. Yeah, he wants to um, you know, leaving his family some cha-ching. And, you know, so there's that. There's also President, if, if President Trump, ha when has he ever held back creating public hysteria? If he had this information, he'd, he'd have no problem talking about it over something else. I mean, he would bring it up. He doesn't hold anything. Especially right now. At first. <laughs> yeah. And that's what everybody's been saying. Even, you know, Trump supporters are like, there's no way he would hide that information. He would definitely get it out there. And so, and I don't think we have an inkling of any um, hint that Trump has any sort of belief along these lines at all from statements that he's made. Um, if we only wait for, see, Kevin is Childers. I think you're, he's just so off on this. He's saying that we need, this is why nothing as ever goes forward because we don't believe and we don't give these people the benefit of the doubt. If we won't, and this is a great statement. And sorry, Kevin, I don't mean to pick on you, but, you know, I, you're a big guy. You can defend yourself. But he says, if we only wait for official revelation, um, then we'll see we're all waiting, wasting time or something like that. Official revelation. People have been waiting for that for decades. Nothing has come. There has been no official revelation. And this is what gets me kind of frustrated there is no official revelation. What we've got right now with the UAP task force and all of that 
was not an official revelation. In fact, uh, you know, this was Elizondo coming out with unofficial revelations. Everything we've seen are unofficial revelations. Right. What has the DOD said regarding these revelations? We cannot, uh, the UAP topic is classified. Uh, what they're researching, the results of their research is classified. We plan on sharing nothing. They plan on no official revelation. We can't sit and wait for official revelations. Um, how do we move forward, Kevin uh, asked. I would advise this when it comes to the Israeli stuff, throw it out of your mind. It's a waste of time. Here's another example. This is really interesting, and I, I don't think I've shared this with you, Doug. Um, uh, Paul Hellyer is a retired uh, former uh, defense secretary for Canada. He actually says stuff Hi. somewhat similar to the Israeli guy. I was there when Hellyer came out. I'm not saying at the at the moment, but at the time, I was involved with some of Hellyer's first conversations with the UFO community. I had dinner with him at the time with some of his UFO community friends, and I won't say who they are because I don't want to make them feel bad, but they were feeding him crap information. I can tell you that right now. And these are the same people who are speculating and leading a lot of people down the wrong road now based off this speculation that they have sold that somehow they believe and they run with. Anyway, in my interview, and you can find it, it was in 2010, the first time I interviewed him in October, I did a podcast and I, I asked him these questions. Well, how do you know this information? What information did you come across when you were the Minister of Defense? Guess how much information he told me he came across as the Minister of Defense. You're exactly right. Big fat goose egg. He said, I was too busy. I wasn't interested in this topic. Nothing of this topic, uh, can I recall, ever came across my desk. So yeah. why do you believe these things now? He read the day after Roswell. He talked with a friend. He said was a general in the United States who said there's something to it. So he started looking into UFOs. He began talking to um, more speculative, less rigorous UFO researchers who convinced him of all this wild goofball junk. And he's been saying, he's been parroting the uh, stuff that these people believe who are not like people who are held as, you know, rigorous, great researchers or something. They're not the Chris Mellons of the word, world or something. These are, you know, people who uh, really um, are kind of your typical Mytho mythology kind of speculation pushing kind of oh, UFO research. Yeah. So that's why he purports all of these weird things that he says he believes. Bill Bushman was the same way. Uh, I think I've got it. Boyd Bushman. I don't know if you remember this, Doug. There was a story where this uh, retired scientist right before his death showed these pictures of aliens that there's aliens at Area 51. And, um, he was a real scientist who worked like at Lockheed Martin on, uh, on different projects. And yeah. so when people asked why he believed this, um, I think I was even able, cause I did get an interview with him before I've talked with him on email. Same thing. Somebody sent these pictures. I think they're real. And I shared them. I've got an article where we go through these pictures. They're like mostly a plastic doll from Walmart. That was sold during Halloween, most of these pictures. 
Boyd Bushin, Bushman went crazy before he died at Astro saying, you're exactly right. Um, mm -hmm. Who else? I mean, the list goes on. There's Corso, of course. Um, we talked about uh, Paul Hellyer, um, Boyd Bushman. Uh, I can't remember maybe some others, but the problem is, is that this isn't official information that these people came across. We don't know at all whether allegedly this information this Israeli guy came across was official. But here's the other thing. So I got, and if you're watching or listening, I don't mean to discourage you in any way um, because there was a listener or viewer who works for a think tank in Israel and he did an intelligence report on UFOs. He sent it to me. I sent it to a bunch of colleagues. I don't know if he sent this to Chris Mellon separately, but I also sent it to him and Chris Mellon tweeted it. And I don't know if he read it, but everyone, all of my friends and myself who read it thought it was not credible. Why? Oh, about this, yes. Again, it's as if someone went on the internet to look up UFOs and then wrote a report about what's on the internet regarding UFOs, including all of the debunked information um, that is out there. And um, I think that's interesting that we have these two reports coming out of Israel right now, if they have some sort of interest. But if they're just like looking on the internet to figure out what's up with these UFOs, the Americans seem to be into it, you know, they need to be looking at this UAP task force report and not some of the other bunk out there because really all they're doing is parroting this mythology that has been out here for decades that mostly has been largely debunked. And here's the other problem I guess I'll get to at for Kevin Childress who says, well, we got to wait. What if this is real? What if he's telling us the truth? All of these other people I mentioned who should be people in the knowledge know with the truth, none of them are saying the same thing. So there's nothing that corroborates these people and nor do they corroborate each other's information, which you would think at least they would do if there was anything to it. Um, it's just really, really poor, poor information. Kevin, um, good luck to you. Um, you know, uh, do keep us surprised, of course, if you find any more information that that does give any but credibility to that information in that Jerusalem Post article. But thus far, it has zero credibility. Well, I shouldn't say zero. The person himself has credibility. The information does not. Adastra is right, too. And like that's ex my first thought, too, was like, we can't tell you. The aliens don't want us to tell you any information about this. But by the way, there's bases on Mars. <laughs> it's like, well, wait, you weren't supposed to tell us anything at all. <laughs> that but you told us where your headquarters are so we can go yeah. there and try to blow you up. Yeah, no, it's really, if you just look at it critically, none of this makes it again. It's like Greek mythology where it's just like nonlinear and you're supposed to somehow, you know, your brain makes, tries to make sense out of this and you can go, run with it. But I mean, when you just hold up the light for just a second, you're like, Oh, this breaks apart. Uh, none of this makes sense, but that's where we are in the world right now. <laughs> yeah. And I don't mean, and I don't mean to be even like um, necessarily um, discounting everybody. It's just, for instance, you know, I've been doing this for years and you hear these stories over and over again. And but the information's not corroborated. And you can see these people and I'll ask them, they'll come out of these lectures at an event and they'll say, oh, I just listened to this person and this person and this person. 
And I'm like, well, the first person said aliens are bad. The second one said aliens are good. The third one says they're both, but he's the only one that's talking to aliens and anybody else who's talking to aliens is lying to you. Yeah. You say you believe all of them. Talk <laughs> about cognitive dissonance. That's impossible. They can't all be right. They're all saying something different. Well, I think they're all a little bit right, you know, or whatever. You can't just pick and choose like that. That's not corroborating evidence. Yeah, that is in the same space. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Talk about putting a, you know, matching a circle with a square. Yeah. Um, you it's know, a religion. A lot of these people, it's the same thing. I mean, it's really, it's a faith, faith-based religion and paranormal activity. They believe it. I mean, it depends who says it, apparently, but does it really depend who says it? When these people are just exploiting their resumes at the end of the day, they're old men trying to make a buck to leave to their family before they, they kick it, I think, for being Maybe. I, but, you know, there's another phenomena that goes on, and I, I keep talking about this, and, and the example of this would be this gentleman called Dick French. And you can see we had an interview. I, I think I hid that on YouTube because it was ridiculous. But we had maybe an article. So this is a guy who came to the conference, said he was a World War II ace. Uh, he was a test pilot. Um, and he knew something about Shag Harbor. He was there and he saw it. Um, so, okay, we we're kind of interested. Antonio did an interview with him. And it was funny because we shared it, although I was against it. Uh, because it was wild. Antonio was like, oh my gosh, this is every UFO incident. Antonio brought up. Oh yeah. I knew about that. I was there. He said, I wrote project blue book. No, it's not a book. It doesn't have authors. There's uh -huh. no authors to project blue book. There are a bunch of different reports. And if he would have said, oh yeah, you know, I participated in some of those investigations and wrote some of those reports. That would be one thing. But no, and every single UFO uh, event you talk would talk about, he oh, I was there. Yep, I remember that. So, I mean, it was like we verified this guy really was who he was. He really was an important person, uh, yeah. you know, back in the past. But now, and I, and I always ask, you know, maybe you and I will be doing this, uh, you know, podcast in 30 years. And we're going to be like, so how many aliens did you talk to today? <laughs> I killed three on the way here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Later on this week. Uh, exactly. Uh, so maybe that's just what happens to our goofy man brain uh, when we get old. I don't know. But you know what, guys? This isn't about, you know, um, stories. This is about trying to figure things out and trying to establish and, and um, credible information. Hector brought up Ken Johnson. Uh, another great point. So Ken Johnson was going around calling himself Dr. Ken Johnson. That was until I got a hold of him. But, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and now he is nurse. Um, <laughs> nurse Ken Johnson. <laughs> nurse. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he was out there purporting that he had seen these pictures of the moon, that he worked with NASA and was an astronaut, blah, blah, blah. He wears this jumpsuit that look makes it seem like he's an astronaut. The ones he's we have? The same, yeah, the ones we have. Our space camp jumpsuits. I've got yeah, one. Orange. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except his is a blue one. You have the orange. I've got I the blue. I have a blue one also. Blue. Oh, okay. His was a blue. 
So uh, I did some research into it, and uh, and and uh, unfortunately, this was after the conference because I saw he had done some interviews. I really started to get fishy about what he was saying and the details. Then I found James Oberg, uh, who I respect, even though a lot of people see him as a debunker. I know because he I communicate with him occasionally. He is really into this topic. That um, he uh, uh, had done this total investigation into Ken Johnson and, you know, really clarified the truth behind a lot of what he had to say. Um, so for instance, Ken Johnson worked at a volunteer program where his job was to go into the database of publicly released photos from NASA at the same public database everybody has. So essentially a high school teacher would call up and say, Hey, yeah. do you have some pictures of Saturn? And they'd say, hey, Ken, can you send these guys pictures of Saturn? And he would go look for those pictures and send them. And this program was great. It was advocating schools and people learning about science and space. And Ken volunteered for this for many years. I absolutely respect that he did that. But he says in this school, high school, essentially database, he saw these pictures that were photoshopped by NASA. First of all, if you look at the pictures, they're not convincing. Um, but what he doesn't describe it that way. He describes it as having access to the secret database, blah, blah, blah. So I looked into his degree and I asked him, you know, share me some more information about this because he said it was from this baptism seminal type of thing. So I looked it up. They didn't offer these doctorates in what he said he got a doctorate in. Um, oh. And in fact, the the doctorate he provided me, he provided me too. I've got an article on this uh, on the UFO Think Tank website. The documents were different. The verbiage was different. And there was a school listed there. I looked it up. It was a hoax school where you can send like 50 bucks and they'll send you a doctorate where the name is slightly different from this well-respected Baptist church uh, university. I called up that university. And I spoke to the dean and the dean had said, I'm aware of this other company. They are hoaxers. They're a, they're a degree mill. We never offered a degree it uh, at any doctorates that are anywhere close to what they're talking about. Um, right. And, you know, they were trying to tell me this is where it came from. So I debunked that. I wrote an article. Sorry, we misrepresented uh, Ken Johnson. He is not a doctor. Ken said he wasn't aware that this was a degree mill, but at the same time, he's the one who spent 50 bucks to get this yeah, degree. I, he had to have I'd known that's not legit. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could get a de degree for 50 bucks. So again, but he really did work on the Apollo project as an engineer. He was working for a company that was contracted to work on it. So he did work on Apollo project. He was, uh, as an electrician. Um, and he did do some kind of cool things in his career in the past. So I, I think he should be proud of what his career actually is and the volunteer work that he's done. I think that's great. But uh, yeah, I warn people he's, he's portraying himself to be something he isn't. Yeah, he's misrepresenting himself. 
So, I mean, it just happens. These people with credible background say some stuff that is not credible. And if they're not substantiating it, I would warn you, in my experience, in all of these people that I've just referenced, that old guys with impressive backgrounds can be just, uh, can get things wrong and just fall for a bunch of wild stories uh, that uh, these look wild on the surface. The vast majority of you all who have seen those articles that are commenting in the chat are just commenting on how ridiculous they are. And so, but Kevin buys them and Kevin also is an impressive person. So we'll see what happens. I mean, everybody is ex-military in Israel, if you really think about it too. So you can't really use that as credit. But he really was a a leading like scientist for security. Um, Seven years old. I mean, looking at probability alone, what could be really going on here? He's 87 years old. Um, so, <laughs> Razor at the end of the day when it comes to something like this. And, okay, he's 87 years old. Uh, he's about to release a book. I mean, come on, people. I mean, like, it's just, it's right there. This is like so, I, 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 I you know, we need breaking news here, though. What? Well, that was the breaking, breaking news right there. Well, relax, Doug, relax. I have some breaking news for you specifically. <laughs> Here's some breaking news for you specifically. Oh, talk to me. Uh, yeah, you're going to like this. Um, let me find it. This was very exciting. Dolene Reynolds says that she has a great program. She says, Doug, how many PhDs do you want? Apparently, <laughs> you qualify for her PhDs. I don't. But uh, a, she's saying. I bought a, a square foot of land in Scotland. Um uh, Oh, that is funny. Yeah, you know, for a while, putting down, I was Time Life Man of the Year for. Uh, <laughs> no, because in 1997, I think it was 97, the cover of Time Life was a mirror, and it and it voted everybody in as Time Life Man of the Year. Really? So, in theory, we could all put that down on our resume. So I, I was I was doing that jokingly, but um, you know, I was called out by a couple people. I was like, no, it's legitimate. I mean, we were all voted as Time Life Man of the Year. So remember that, That's people. Hilarious. That's a great one. I'm going to use that. I got to find uh, it. Find the date. I, I'm pretty sure it was 97, but I could be wrong. But it, it, it did happen. So yeah, make that make that work for you. Put it on your, your business card. So I guess, again, here is just a warning that just take this that story with a humongous grain of salt. Um, the likelihood of that going anywhere is extremely slim. But we do have credible information. And here's some late, the late breaking news regarding the credible information we talked about for the last couple of weeks. Um, nice. Baba Yaga just mentions that triangle is a joke. Not necessarily. Actually, it's not. At all. Here's the story. Okay. So here's the summary, Doug. I'll tell it like to you, like, uh, and we'll see what, what your reaction is. So you're probably aware that uh, there was this article that came out to be this big news. Um, yeah. Actually, James Fox came on my show, said there's big news coming out. Everybody's like, what's the big what news? What's the big news? Trump's going to release that there's aliens. You know, they're going to tell us Roswell was real. All this wild stuff wasn't related to any of that at all. But it was exciting. And it was actually even ex- more exciting than I expected, which was the UAP task force released two reports to the intelligence community. The first report included an image um, taken from the cockpit of an F-18 of an object described to be either cube or shield-like. 
Um, and that got people excited, although they weren't that excited, you know, but they were more excited about this are this uh, report that came out in 2019 of an alleged triangular craft also right. taken from a cell phone from an F-18, this time in 2019. And in the article was an artist rendition of this uh, image, which showed, you know, not too far out of the cockpit, this triangular object, which looked a lot like what you would read in David Marler's triangular UFO books, you know, a triangle with lights at each corner. Um, I, I will note, too, that David Marler, and I agree with him, does not believe there is such a thing as TR-3B. There is no evidence of that. That's just rumors. So, um, and, you know, allegedly this UAP uh, task force report said that they had confirmed these were actual unidentifieds, and they are not ours. Um, so that's really interesting, I think, that, and I guess these articles and these photos got the intelligence community really excited. Like it was a buzz. Everybody's talking about these UFO photos. Um, uh -huh. You know, there's someone, Bob McGuire, who uh, has some ties into the intelligence. Some of you know him because he's on UFO Twitter. He said he had seen one of these images and was aware of that. I confirmed independently that, yes, it's true. Uh, this There are these photos out there buzzing, you know, making a big buzz. So um, pretty exciting. Uh, so that's the big story. And that supposedly these stories were, these articles were shared with the Senate Intelligence Committee. But what happened was the next, I guess, in response to this article, and this is some of the late breaking news, what I'm sharing now, what I've been able to right. gather from all of these Twitter uh, disjointed information, these little Twitter battles or whatever that have been going on. And my personal conversations with Tim. Um, is what happened is they uh, people contacted Tim McMillan um, after he wrote that story on the debrief. And they said, hey, I've got a copy of that photo. And they showed him a copy of the photo. In fact, someone tweeted me and said, big deal, I've had this photo since May. And he right. shares this photo. And so uh, that photo had been out there. What it looks like is uh, a piece of paper that someone took a picture of. So somebody must have printed out the report showed this guy, this guy took a picture with his cell phone and then posted that on the internet. So it's a photo of a paper photo, but it does look like, you know, a picture. Well, what essentially Tim said was, that's the photo. That's the cube photo, the 2018 photo. He said, right. since this is out there, the witness who asked him not to share it, he said, I'm going to share this because it's already out there. And I guess that's what happened. He shared the photo on like December 3rd that's when everything started falling down and uh, uh, people started going and going crazy on UFO Twitter. Cause lots of people were like, that looks just, that looks like a Mylar balloon. That's totally a Mylar balloon. There's even a Mylar balloon that has kind of a similar shape, um, a Batman balloon. And people are like, this is the Batman balloon. Now, Tim did address this in his article. He asked these experts that he got a hold to of, they said they didn't find the pictures particularly compelling that they're necessarily anomalous. But they said that's definitely not a balloon. They had a couple reasons why they say that's not a Mylar balloon. First of all, they said it's too high. It's 30 to 35,000 feet. There's no way that there could be balloons up there that, that a Mylar balloon doesn't fly that high. Um, so it's definitely not a balloon. They're like, we don't know what it is, but it's not a balloon. The other reason they said, which makes a lot of sense, um, and these were a couple of government officials, is those 
that image would not be in this UAPTF report if it was a balloon. If they had any sense that that was a balloon, it wouldn't be in the report. They were very certain these were unidentified. They had analyzed them and determined that it wasn't a balloon. It gets more confusing, though. Well, the cube is, yeah. the, I mean, like, where is the cube photo? It doesn't look like a cube. And someone brings it up in the chat box over here. And I agree. I could not see a, a cube for the life of me. And I'm all about cubes. I have a product that looks like a cube. So I was getting yeah. emails about um, I like, oh, your your advertising has gone way too far now, you know, with the cube. I was like, <laughs> people about this for a while. But again, you're right. For the life of me, I can't find a cube in that photo either. It doesn't look like a cube to me. It looks like something else, some abstract shape. See, Ad Astra is saying 32,000 feet for a helium-filled balloon party balloon is absolutely possible. I've not read that anywhere. Every single place I've gone, and even there's a Balloon HQ website that says they've tested it, they haven't gotten it that high. So, um, And they even say it can't be all the way full uh, to try it. So I don't know. Um, we don't even know for sure. Here's the other problem. We don't even know for sure that it is at 30 or 35,000 feet because we yeah. have absolutely zero info on that. We have very little info because the UAP task force is not releasing those reports to the public where they detail more information. In fact, several people have asked the DOD about these UAP task force reports. And the DOD has said, like I said earlier, that their research is classified, their results are classified, the reports are classified, we're not anything. Um, and, and that's been the response to several people. Um, last week I did interview MJ Benias, who's the editor for The Debrief, and I interviewed Tim McMillan, who wrote this article on The Debrief, so you can see those Rojas reports right here on this channel. But here's some new information since then that, that makes this really confusing. Tim has said, uh, well, what happened was people looked at the EXIF data on the photo that Tim provided, and it said it was taken in May of 2019. Um, when I posted that, Tim replied and said, that's because this is a photo of a photo. The right. uh, photo of the photo was taken in 2019. However, more recently, Tim has said, well, maybe it is from 2019. So I, he said, I'm looking into it and I will share more data when I get the details. Because I told him really what you should probably do, because it's fair to, if you're going to share a photo, it's fair for people to try to analyze it, but they need right. information. Yeah. If this, so you need, I think it's, you know, what you ought to do is try to figure out everything you can about this photo and share that information to clarify and that people understand the value of even investigating. If it's a photo of a photo, you're kind of wasting your time analyzing it because there's just not enough data there. Yeah. Um, here's the other problem. Mystery Wire ran by George Knapp out of KLAS. Very interesting. You should follow it. Uh, they're posting essentially things related to lots of different mysteries, paranormal, but it, including uh, UFOs. Ad Astra says they do not specify mylar or latex. When I looked it up, the balloon did say it was mylar. It's your typical party balloon that you can buy at, you know, Target. But he's saying like that. That, it, that it could go to that uh, altitude. I know, but everything that I've seen says it can't go to that alt altitude. So I don't know. Science Journal is where he's getting this information from. From the what? 
BBC Science Journal. Do you have a link you can share with us at Astra? Yeah, that would be really helpful um, because everything I've said, uh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, this could be the breaking news we've all been waiting for. <laughs> breaking news from Ad Astra. Yeah, do share that. That would be interesting um, because that's that's not what the balloon makers have said, but it's possible. Regardless, See, I'm sorry. I, go I on. guess regardless. Um, oh, he just shared the link. Everybody, every late breaking news. Ad Astra yeah. shares link. Exposure. Now they're all going to leave our show. <laughs> balloon Gate. Moongate, yeah. But anyway, um, the uh, the point is also that, you know, this balloon, as Tim had described it, that jet fighter had flown around it. So there may be more pictures that exist. Like your point, uh, Doug, it didn't look like a cube. But, you know, if you look at the actual picture and you zoom in, you can't tell anything. It could be a cube from a certain angle. When when you have an object that is reflecting light, it's difficult to tell from what's the blob of of pixels in that uh, image. Um, so I think it's too hard to tell. We just don't have enough information. Here's the other thing, though. Yeah, and I think that Louise has a good. Why would they file the report? The pilot obviously thought it was something other than a balloon. Um, who knows? Here's the other problem. So Mystery Wire, I was talking about, they released article saying they received that same image a year ago. So they right. can confirm that image is real and it was part of the UAP task force report. But then they made a correction to that article and they said, we have the same image but the object is different. Different. We it's a tie-fighter. I made that. <laughs> but we can release uh, our photo because we promised the witness we would not. So now the question is, what do you mean it's the same photo? Is it the exact same photo, but Tim's copy is Photoshopped because your object is different? Um, is it when you say the same photo, it was just taken in the same sequence? Or is it a similar photo? Um, if the photo that Mystery Wire has is from the 2018 incident, and Tim is now saying the photo he released for us were my 2019 incident, is this a third incident, a second 2019 incident? Uh, was Tim fooled and given a picture that was Photoshopped? We don't have answers to any of this. This is totally confusing. We have no clue. Um, so we don't know much about these photos yet, where they come from, which is real, which isn't. However, I think what we really need to do is go back to that first article from December 2nd, because that has information that has been corroborated by several outlets. And I've corroborated some of that information, which is there was a couple of UAP task force reports out there. One of them did include um, a photo of an edge triangular aircraft uh, that came out of the water that the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force has determined is not ours, it's not Chinese, it's not Russian. They don't know whose it is. They're excited about it, that the intelligence community got a, to take a look. They're all excited. Um, 
And the Senate Intelligence Committee looked at this as well. And supposedly, this nation was very um, and helped in this, what we have now, which is this uh, Senate Intelligence Committee request for more information about UAPs. And interesting enough, it has passed the House and the Senate. And supposedly, um, uh, the overall defense bill, and um, it passed at such a margin that it is V-proof because the president was threatening to veto um, the bill, but now it, it's veto-proof. So there we go. Jason wrote, 99 Mylar balloons go by. That's cute. I want to hear it in German. Um, you know, if I was going to, you know, fake something, though, that's how, as a photo, as someone who does, who knows Photoshop well uh, as a graphic artist, uh, that's how I would do it. I would Photoshop it and then take, then print it and then take a photo of the print. It'd be, just be harder to, to verify if it's real or not uh, because it does, it loses its, its metadata and it's just on a different substrate. So it's, it's harder to, to understand what's going on there. That's exactly how I would do it. It just mm -hmm. leaves room for doubt and error. Yeah. Ad Astra is making a couple points. Uh, it depends on the thickness of the mylar, high altitude balloons are made of mylar, all of which is true, but there's different types of mylar, different treatments of the mylar. Um, you know, they have different things. In fact, the, uh, the uh, Project Mogul, used early technology of kind of these kind of mylar tech techniques. But this is your typical, if this is your alleged typical party balloon, we know what type of mylar. And I don't think they would use a, a weather balloon type of mylar for a Batman kids party balloon. No, no. And, uh, you know, I see this stuff every day. Mylar, uh, mylar balloons go to the desert to die, folks. When you when that gets escapes your hand and your grip, it always ends up in my backyard. I find so many. <laughs> these, I swear to God, today I saw one. I actually made that statement to my girlfriend as we were hiking through the desert. I was like, "This is where balloons come to die because it's." I always find them out there. I know my lord. Kind of funny, uh, because you know we went to Mexico City with open minds to film um, and stream this conference that Jaime Musan had put on. And Jaime Musan doesn't have a UFO video or photo he is seen that he hasn't liked. I mean, he's uh, very accepting of everything he sees that's being alien. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. And alien. a lot of the images, you know, especially in the 90s or early 2000s, there were lots of images coming out and video coming out of Mexico. They were totally balloons. And when we went to Mexico City, I mean, uh, and we even met some of these guys taking that. I mean, the place has balloon debris all over town in the power wires everywhere because they're launching balloons they come back down and they fall on the ground or they get stuck in the power lines and they just leave them it's not like here yeah. where we're cleaning stuff all the time so yeah finn brought it up sky serpents which were 100 percent trains of balloon from wedding balloon arches and stuff that and they would videos and say look sky serpents. so i mean yeah it does happen um and they, they get super bright up there, too. So I don't know. Ad Astra seems to be pretty sure that that picture was a Mylar balloon. Um, I think others are as well. I'm not so sure. Um, some people are saying, what is the breaking news? All of what we just reviewed is breaking news. If you knew that news, it's just because you're following Twitter 
like uh, and er reading everything, which thank you. That's great if you're doing that. So for you, this might not have been news, but 99% of the people listening don't watch every single Twitter thing. And I can tell you when I posted this in a thread yesterday, this compilation of, of where we are and the status of those pictures, it was news to everyone. So um, that is all the late breaking news, essentially the status of where we are in balloon gate, <coughs> uh, gate, uh, Batman balloon gate. I don't know what's a clever gate uh, term we could use for yeah, this. I'm thinking we should like brand breaking news. So it doesn't really need to be breaking news. It's just, no, that's our brand. It's breaking news. So good point. So, that's a really I, good point. Breakingnews.com. <laughs> Ad Astra says balloon has to remain on the table. Uh, you know what? And I think he has a good point uh, in that. I agree with that a hundred. It's always, everything's able to prove and otherwise um, it's just, you know, as we discuss our opinions about, is it this or is it that? Um, and of course, people are asking for pictures. Um, okay, and this gets into the last part, and we'll get to that uh, in, in just a second here, but I'll finish this thought. Is until we see those reports, we don't know. I mean, it comes down to the same thing with the Nimitz and the uh, videos that were released by uh, To The Stars and by others and eventually released by the DOD of the alleged UFOs. And these are UFOs they're saying are unidentified. They represent unidentified uh, aerial phenomena that they have determined are unidentified aerial phenomena. How did they determine that? What research was done? We don't know. L Luis Elizondo said, uh, you know, um, that there was a serious effort to investigate these cases. Um, and that they were unable to determine what they were, but they are convinced they are, are not ours or, or the Chinese or the Russians or anyone else. How they came to that determine, determination is a huge question. And unfortunately, the DOD is telling us they don't intend to share. So where do we go from here, somebody asked. Where we go from here is to tell our government we're not satisfied with Susan Goff's answer. We're not satisfied with the DOD saying they are not going to share anything. We agree with you, Senate Intelligence Committee, that they do need to share information with the public, as the Senate Intelligence Committee has asked them to do in a report regarding the status of UAP uh, research. Uh, and that's what we need to tell our, our, that's what we need to tell everybody. That's what we need to tell Susan Goff, the DOD to say unacceptable. We want more to tell our legislators. Uh, we want more and to not stop until we get more. Um, and will it work? I'm convinced it will work. Um, at the SCU, we're up in our game on the advocacy of scientific investigation of this topic. And one of those you know, point is that government, you need to share some data. If you have data of unidentifieds, uh, I realize, we do realize and respect that some of that re remains to need to be classified, but there's no doubt some data that you can share with the public so that citizen scientists can um, review it and determine, you know, what's going on here. That's the whole point, right? We all want to know what's going on with UAPs, what's behind the UAPs. Um, so that's what we need to do. I know I'm getting distracted by this too. Like the way he says, call your local Congress member. Felix Baumgartner. I don't Felix know what, Baumgartner. what they're talking about there. 
happy tree gardener, if you translate it from Greek and yeah, Hebrew. And, you know, Finn, who's from the UK, says, yeah, we have to keep on the US. And you can do that. You know, some of the most prolific FOIA document retrievers um, are from Australia. Um, I've had them on the show, Keith Basterfield and Pete. Um, oh, man, I'm forgetting his name. Somebody, you guys will remember his name. I've had him on the show from Australia. Um, he works with Keith Basterfield quite a bit. Paul Dean. Finn um, is man. Great to have you back, Finn. Thank you so much. Yes, Paul Dean. They're Australians, and they're getting a ton of information, and they are really giving our government heck and, and uh, which is great because we all benefit from it and they're getting amazing information. So uh, shout out to Paul Dean and Keith Basterfield. But the point being that even if you're from another country, you can still harass our government for information and they'll give you information uh, at times. So good job. Uh, Luis says, how difficult is it to issue a FOIA, which is a freedom of information uh, request? It's very easy. Uh, you need to know which agency right now, but what you do is uh, essentially uh, type FOIA and then whatever agency it is you want to look at. And it, you do need to be specific. So if you're looking for specific information, in this case, we're talking DOD, Office of Secretary of Defense, any of those will work for UAP Task Force because the UAP Task Force currently answers to actually the Under Secretary of Defense. So that might even be better to go straight to them. But this is a Pentagon project. Um, actually, supposedly, all of these requests are being filtered through Susan Goff now for some reason. Um, so she's gonna get it anyway. But yeah, we inundate them all, but especially our lawmakers. Um, but yeah, if you wanna do a FOIA, that's what you ask about. Um, ask about you know those images, ask about anything and continue to ask. They may say, sorry, we're not sharing, it's classified but we just need to tell them not acceptable. Um, and I think we'll win that battle over time, to be honest, that we will get more information. I hope so. I hope so too. <laughs> that we do. are the world. <laughs> we are the UFO That Australians can fi uh, file for freedom of information within our, within our, outside their country and with ours. That's interesting to me. I, I, I understand citizens can do it, but I never I realized that you could do it internationally. Paul Dean is very proud to say he's the most effective, like UAP FOIA researcher in the world and he's Australia or something like that. And he's not necessarily wrong. Someone of course invoked the, uh, the name John Greenwald, who we mentioned earlier of the black Bolt, also extremely prolific. I mean, uh, definitely keep an, an eye on John Greenwald's stuff. Um, and I told people that even when he was mad at me and not saying uh, very kind things about me, still follow him because he's got great information. If he starts, you know, getting mad at me again, we're always teasing each other about that. Why was he getting mad at you? He, we just had a big disagreement. He essentially was uh, saying, hey, the DOD is saying that To the Stars and Elizondo are full of it and that New York Times story was totally wrong. I was saying, well, I think we have more than enough, an abundance of primary witnesses confirming uh, what was written in that New York Times article. And, you know, I didn't feel that way. I, I wasn't the only one. All of the major media people who were covering the story, including like Leslie Kane or Brian Bender or, 
or Tyler Rogoway, whoever else felt the same because, you know, weighing it, we had firsthand witness testimony, Harry Reid saying, yeah, this is all right. And the New Times article, for the most part, has really held up. Most of the major points have held up to the scrutiny over the years and were accurate. So uh, we just got it kind of, a, we also had a misunderstanding because he had some really good points, I, I think, especially now viewing it. But uh, a lot of it was also uh, just not communicating right, not understanding each other. I mean, I love the full Wilcock, Finn. Uh, that is great. I, you were using that yesterday too, like going full Wilcock. We'll go full Wilcock. Yeah. Grant that, Cameron great... is the FOIA king. I'm not sure why someone would say Grant Cameron is a FOIA king. Uh, not even close to a Greenwald or, or a Paul Dean, but Grant gets some. Um, don't Grant for a long time, too. I guess that's about everything, guys. Um, that's breaking news, folks. There we do. We broke it all down for you, baby. Just like that. From I think that know. we, it started off kind of slower, but that's the way you're supposed to build up. But the oh, end yeah. was an avalanche of breaking news. An yeah, avalanche. Yeah. At first, you're, you're kind of like, where's the breaking news, you know? And then, just, you know, you're in it. You're in it. You're wishing you had a steel umbrella. It's raining down so hard upon you. Yeah. Totally. That's how I feel. That's why I'm wearing the hard hat. That I, you know, I wear a helmet Smart. to show because you know stuff's going to drop on me at any moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Smart. Careful. Stop, drop, and roll. Duck and cover. I don't know. I'm doing it all, folks. <laughs> so Take that's you. it. I guess any more questions? I think we got to pretty much the everybody's questions that uh, we were able to see. Uh, did you see any? Um. Don't forget I, to order your degrees. <laughs> I would take advantage yeah. of that. Yeah, take advantage of that now. You too can be a doctor. And you can be a Scottish lord. Uh, that's that's too much. Folks, I do want to remind you to watch our other show too. Uh, what is Doug reading it? Or check us out live every Thursday around this time. Uh, at least go there and give us a thumbs up. You can thumb down this show all you want, but give us a thumbs up, maybe some comments. Because as of right now, I think it's just Asian hookers that are commenting on our show. And I really, you know, it's, it's doing something to my self-esteem. Isn't that weird? Right. And Doug isn't just, he's not being inappropriate here. He's actually telling the truth for some <laughs> reason. We're getting these accounts of, uh, I think they're Korean accounts with these women where sometimes they're not wearing any clothes these young women and they are commenting on our show like crazy. I don't know if we're just very popular in the brothels of North Korea it's or something. Or what's going on? It's They're in the pith. Yeah. Could be the pith. Yeah. Um, so we did have so one question. I guess this will be the last question of the day. Doug, are you bold? Ba -ba -bum. No. The opposite of bald. I'm hair suits. In fact, yeah. <laughs> he's a hairy dude so there you go this is my typically my hair is not this long but i've just i've i'm i'm in protest i'm flying my my freak flag high uh since march i've been growing my hair i haven't been to the barber or anything like that so i'm just growing it out and uh and again i run a i have a shaving company so i got the beard i got the hair this goes against you know everything i'm about but again it's protest i'm protesting the virus who doesn't care if i protest <laughs> So um, this is funny. 
Now, someone's saying, are you wearing pants? I am wearing pants. Um, not. You're not. Good, good. Um, Baba Yaga says, maybe we're getting all of those people looking because of the uh, uh, Google search history or Google search history. That's very funny, but I think it's that our demographic, our demographic is like 20 to 50-year-old men for the most part, and I'm oh. sure that's why they, they are doing it. Because as soon as they comment, some guy says, ooh, look at that. And then they go look at her videos and probably find her site or something like that. Guy. I'm the only one looking at our videos after the fact. That's a live show. We always, we, I don't think we've ever exceeded more than 400 views. And I think that's just live as it's going on. They're watching it. But at, we don't get any comments, guys. We don't get any thumbs up after the fact. It's live is where it's at, apparently. But I think there's so much to be gleaned after the fact. It's like a fine episode. You yeah. know what I mean? So please show us some love in what is Doug reading. It's paranormal uh, reading rainbow for those who don't understand. Nothing to do with UFOs, or they often come up. And as we wrap, this is an interesting experiment. Okay, this will be it. Um, I promise. Um, look at how much oil is on my face. You know how I wiped <laughs> it off? And now look quite a bit back. Just Jenny, demonstrates. I can only film for about an hour and 15 minutes before I need to have another power of the, uh, the makeup people. I'll need me and makeup. Makeup. I think, uh, yeah, you should, powder, you should definitely powder yourself like uh, Island of Dr. Moreau type style and just every show really white start off. And, you know, honestly, have you seen the movie Island of Dr. Moreau? Yes. Okay. Long so, time. you know, that's when Trump first came into office. That's what he reminded me of with that red, mm. but instead of the powder, that's what he said. That yeah, it's very eccentric like that. You know, what I mean, it's really so. There's a correlation there. I'm sure that has nothing to do with what we're talking about here, folks. But thanks again for tuning in. This has been another Rojas report. I'm Douglas Smythe from Phoenix Shaving Document. To my left, host and good friend, uh, what's your name, Alejandro Rojas? <laughs> Are we starting off? This is actually <laughs> Open Mind UFO Radio. Oh, that's right. Open minds. Like, is it show over? What's going on here? Yeah, we're being <laughs> idiots. So, <laughs> yes, the show is over. Uh, this is Open Mind GFO Radio. Uh, thank you, Mr. Douglas Mike. Thank you for joining us uh, this week. Of course, everybody can find you at phoenixshaving.com or the URL, I think, is, uh, and it is below in uh, the uh, Doug's looking down there, but you can't see it unless you are on YouTube and you look at the information on the bottom yeah and then be sure and subscribe to the site also hit the little bell because when we do these live things sometimes they're not a whole lot of notice we do them on thursdays and fridays like doug said we do what is doug reading on thursdays check that out um and and then open mind gfo radio is on fridays and of course this is where we break down all the ufo news and i blocked him just so he wouldn't uh i saw you before so that's it all right any last words before i give our our sign off rosebud oh, thank you oh man that brings up another topic which is the movie i liked it there's a new movie about the making of citizen kane out um it's pretty interesting check that oh, out yeah. gary Oldman. it's on netflix so until next time adios muchachos, muchachos.